Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. If you're just joining us, our focus is holistic wellness and the latest in natural ways to help us all achieve optimum health. Well, several weeks ago, you may remember, we reported on a congressional study that found many popular baby foods contain toxic heavy metals like arsenic, lead, and mercury. Now, these toxins are dangerous to our little ones in many ways, especially to their gut microbiome, which is so important in many ways to our digestive and immune health. And these toxins are by no means the only health challenges to the infants and toddlers in our life. In fact, nurturing a, a healthy gut microbiome is, is no easy task. Fortunately, it is possible to accomplish that. And to share with us some of the science in how to do that is research microbiologist Kieran Krishnan of Just Thrive Health. He's joining us now from his home base in Chicago. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Judy. Hi, Roy. Great to be with you. Great to have you with us. Well, so given all the toxins in our life and given the toll that antibiotics can take, how possible you know, is it to actually raise infants and toddlers with healthy gut microbiomes these days? You know, it's a it's a scary world for the microbiome and it's a scary world for us as a species. One, one thing that really uh, you know keeps me up at night is this mass extinction that's going on in the human system right and what do i mean by that well yeah. um when you look at generation to generation and when you compare the amount of microbes that the western population is harboring in their digestive tract and on their bodies when you compare that to our hunter-gatherer ancestors we've lost about 50 percent of the microbes that were given to us through the course of evolution as critical parts of our function, we've lost it over the last several decades. And the reason we've lost these organisms is because of this kind of issue, you know, because our foods and our, and our water and our environments are so contaminated with things that harm microbes. And these microbes have not evolved over the course of the last couple million years to, to be able to deal with the kinds of synthetic antimicrobials and antibiotics and preservatives and all of these things that are found in our normal consumption um, on a daily basis. And so it becomes quite a task. Now, it is possible to give your children the absolute best shot at having really great wellness and, and having and supporting a really healthy microbiome but it's going to take work. And that's the part that, that I think we have to ingrain in, in parents is that it cannot be passive. It has to be a very active component of raising your child. Your focus on their microbiome will pay out in spades over the course of their life. And not only will it pay off for them, it'll pay off for their children who they're going to uh, donate their microbiome to. Right. So uh, and it impacts every aspect of the life. It impacts their cognitive development. So their their IQ is impacted by their microbiome, their speech patterns, their the development of their muscles, the development of their uh, connective tissue, you know, um, their immune health, of course, their metabolic health, all of those things are, are um, influenced by their microbiome. And so it has to be a very active part of what you do in terms of raising a healthy child in this modern age. This, the world around us is just not kind to the microbes that we've evolved with for the last several million years. Well, so when should parents actually start focusing on this? Um, is it possible to, to start too early? 
Absolutely not. In fact, the earliest uh, point where you want to start focusing it is the day you start deciding to try to have children. Right. And, and it's a, that day. Right. If you if you're um, you know, if you're a couple and you're married and you're enjoying a child free life at the moment. Um, and then there's one fine day you decide, you know what, we're going to start making humans and bringing them into the world. Uh, that is the day you have to start focusing on it, because remember, your child is going to get your microbiome. And, and for mom, especially, everything that happens to your microbiome impacts how that child develops in utero, right? And, and, this, and this is so clear now. There's so much research on this. And in fact, dysfunctions in parental microbiomes have transgenerational effect, not only on your kid, but on, the, on, the, on your child's child. Fertility is an example of that, right? So we've talked on the show before about LPS, lipopolysaccharide, which is the endotoxin that leaks into your circulation if your gut is leaky and unhealthy. If mom has a lot of endotoxin entering into her circulation while she's pregnant, that endotoxin can actually enter into uh, the, the baby that's growing in your, in your uterine sac and actually inhibit the development of that baby's reproductive organs which means that your baby, because of the leakiness, wow. the leakiness in the gut of mom, the baby can be born with compromised reproductive organs, which means that that baby, when the baby becomes childbearing age, if it's a girl, of course, then that baby is now compromised in, in her ability to actually get pregnant and hold a pregnancy. And that stems from leakiness in mom's gut in utero which is, is mind boggling when you think about that. Now, the same LPS, we're not leaving the men out here because the same LPS in circulation acts as a spermicidal for men. Sperm counts have been dropping quite dramatically over the last few decades. And, and one of the things that we're seeing now in the data is 50% of infertility in couples is because of the male. You know, more often than not, it gets spoken to about the female, but it, it, it's actually 50% um, of it is due to the male. And again, that endotoxin LPS actually can kill and, and damage sperm. So the day you start thinking about having a baby, that's the day you have to start working on it. And from that point on, it has to be top of the mind. Wow. <laughs> I'm imagining there's some people out there going, oh, I wish I'd known that sooner, but uh, it's, it's good that we have this information now. Well, and here's a point to that, Judy, which I'm, which I'm glad you brought up. The beauty of, you know, issues with the microbiome is that more often than not, you have an opportunity to reverse them, right? Because it's an ecological problem. It's not that your genetics are off and something's wrong with your DNA, which makes it impossible to change. If your DNA is off, your DNA is off. You can't recode your DNA. But if your microbiome is off, your immune response is off, your ecosystem in your body is off, which is the case in the vast majority of chronic conditions, you can make changes to those. And you can make changes to those in a smart way by influencing the environment. So even if, you, if you've already had your child and your child is eight years old now, nine years old, 10 years old, or in college, it's never too late to start helping them help and support their microbiome. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest, and we're speaking with microbiologist Kieran Krishnan of Just Thrive Probiotics about nurturing a healthy gut microbiome in infants and toddlers. And maybe even teenagers. Hmm, that'd be good. <laughs> so how, how do you give probiotics to little ones and, and younger children? 
You know, so um, there's a few options out there, but of course we work with all the spore-based probiotics. We do our research with the spore-based probiotics. And one huge advantage of the spore-based probiotics is that they're extremely stable outside of their capsule mixed in with food, mixed in with drink, or you could even bake with them, right? So we, we've ever even baked them in cookies um, upwards of 450 degrees Fahrenheit for eight, nine minutes. So, so it's perfectly fine to uh, pull, up, pull apart the capsule, take a little bit of the, uh, of the powder and either mix it into food or drink that, that the baby's consuming, or you can actually just put it on the, um, in, in the mouth of the baby from your fingertip. Uh, we have a lot of moms that will actually put some of the powder on their nipple before the baby latches on during nursing. And, and keep in mind that these organisms are organisms that the baby would naturally encounter if we were still living like humans did for the last 99.999% of human uh, existence on earth, right? Imagine our ancestral babies, you'd be, once they were born, parents would be putting them down on the ground or, you know, on leaves or whatever it may be. And what is the instinct of every baby um, still born today is that they put everything in their mouth. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I get reminded of like everything. And it's and it's when I first started um, studying the microbiome and doing research on this, this was a concept that really uh, interested me because that is a baked in instinct of every human baby that's born. And here's the kicker to it. Right. We are not a species that samples the world with our mouth or our nose. Right. For the most part, we are tactile and visual. Um, you know, once you grow out of a certain age, when you're exploring something, you don't just pick up trying to figure out what it is and put it in your mouth, right? <laughs> Judy, when was the last time you picked up a new electronic that you didn't know what it was and just stuck it in your mouth to figure it out, right? Oh, God, I think maybe last week, but, you know. <laughs> so, you know, so the idea is that why is it that every human that's born is baked with this instinct? Well, the reason is because they're sampling the world around them through their mouth. And the reason for that is they're trying to get as much of the environment into their system, into the microbiome, because there are lots of organisms within that ecosystem that play a really important role in the development of their microbiome and their immune system. In fact, studies have been done that show that um, spore, exposure to spore-based bacteria during the development phase in the first couple of years of life, actually the spore-based bacteria work with other microbes in the gut microbiome already of the baby to in fact grow the immune tissue that is predominantly found in the gut. The development of the gut-based immune system, which, which uh, accounts for almost 80% of all the, immune, uh, all the immune tissue in the body, is influenced by these environmental bacteria like the spore-based bacteria. So it becomes really important for the baby to get these organisms into his or her mouth. And that's why they put everything around them in their mouth. <laughs> it's just their nature. It's their nature. They know what to do. Right. So I guess what you're saying is if your little ones aren't infants or toddlers anymore, let's say they're in their middle school or, or high school, it's not too late. So, so uh, you know, you, to improve their uh, healthy gut microbiome. And in general, it's never too late to start. 
It, absolutely. And you know what, uh, you know, we all try to read to our kids, right? Because we know the developmental benefits of doing that. We all make them brush their teeth in the morning and evening. We make them do these things that we know are important for them and beneficial to them because, the, you know, they've been tried and tested and studies have been shown and so on. Along with those things, we have to focus on their microbiome. And whether it's something as simple as, you know, um, having them take a particular probiotic each day or having them take a prebiotic each day or having them eat a particular food each day to support their microbiome, those are equally important in the child's routine as brushing their teeth, reading with them, and so on, because those steps will have a huge influence on their microbiome and their microbiome influences everything about them. Thanks, Kieran. We've been speaking with Kieran Christian, Chief Science Officer of Just Thrive Health, about how we can nurture a healthy gut microbiome in the little and not so little ones in our life. You can learn more about the spore-based probiotics that we've been discussing at justthrivehealth.com. That's justthrivehealth.com. And you can also find them on our website, healingquest.tv. Well, what great advice from Kieran, actually. Uh, I'm just thinking about the things we do every day, and we try to maybe pass those uh, those patterns on down to our little ones. I mean, like brush your teeth, uh, like uh, I don't know, make your bed. So I would say that um, having that having a part of the routine, the healthy routine, is taking that probiotic and having that be part of the routine, the health routine that kids grow up with could be one of the most amazing lifelong um, treasures we would give them. Yeah, I wish this was available when our children were growing up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I might might have avoided some uh, some gut issues. Up next in our show, my self-care segment explores the difference between self-care and selfish and a few other things. (laughs) And remember, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at our website, healingquest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. And you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Radio. 